Hi, and welcome to Comchurch Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray that it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk that you're about to hear. Well, it's Pentecost Sunday. Oh, that sounds really good. Pentecost Sunday, church. This is us celebrating the day when God birthed his church. We're going to read together. Let's just stand. Can we put up Acts chapter 2, the verse 4 verses? And we're going to read this together, if it goes up. Acts chapter 2. Thank you. This is the actual day when God poured out his spirit on the apostles there in that um, room there back in Jerusalem. Let's, let's just read it all together right now. No, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, the first four verses. Right, one, two, three. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled him. That's that's wonderful, isn't it? You may be, isn't that wonderful? What a wonderful account of the day when God poured his Spirit. He'd already told his disciples what he wanted to do. But you know, The amazing thing about Acts chapter 2, that sometimes as Christians and as the church, when it says that he came and filled them all and they all spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, we've put a massive full stop there. A full stop. That is where many, many Christians stayed. They didn't continue to read the amazing things that happened that day. Even though we knew it in theory, it had very, sometimes very little impact on the church, particularly in the West. But we know that the day of Pentecost was something that God had ordained even before the beginning of the world because God wanted a church. He wanted a special people on the earth. He'd got a plan and a purpose right there. And so everything, as we go through the Old Testament, as we go through the Gospels and the life of Jesus, it was all going to come together on that day in Jerusalem when the church the New Testament church, which we are part of today, was given birth to. And we know that Jesus had told them that he was going to fill them with the Holy Spirit. And he was also told them why they were going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we see, when we look at that previous chapter that was read this morning, that Jesus had met with the disciples after he had been raised from the dead. And it said that he met with them, and, it, he, and, and though they were surprised, but he said he proved, he met with them to prove that he had risen from the dead. He was proving to them that he was alive. And then he went on to tell them about being in the right place at the right time to be filled with the Holy Spirit, because he said, you will become my witnesses 
We've been doing life in the Spirit, what it is to live life in the Spirit as Con Church. We've just concluded doing a 50-day um, journey from the resurrection when Jesus, you know, uh, died and rose again and then to now to when he ascended into heaven and sent the day of Pentecost. And what we're realizing is that God birthed that church so that we would really, really know what life in the Spirit really, really met. And so he told them that you will become my witnesses. He said he had showed convincing proof that he was alive. Well, I dare to say this morning, church, that God was preempting Acts chapter 2, because that has never changed. The role of the church, of the Lord Jesus, is that we become the convincing proof to a dying and lost world. Can I have some amen this morning? We are, like Jesus said, I've, I've, I've been raised from, I'm proving to you that I'm alive. I am the resurrected Jesus. I am the one that saved, is going to save you and fill you with the Holy Spirit. And so nothing has changed. So here you see Jesus emphasizing that right there, just before the experience came, before he was taken into heaven, you will become my witnesses. I'm proving to you that I am alive. Well, that is our role. To life in the spirit, Con Church. Life in the spirit, people who are visiting this morning, is that the real meaning of life in the spirit is that we are living proof of the resurrection power of Jesus in our lives and that we are his witnesses. We are his witnesses. And then we go over into the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Acts chapter 2. But so Jesus was proving who he really is and that's the role of the church today. Luke was, Luke's writings went to a guy called Theophilus. If you read that in the previous chapter, and I've done it again. Theophilus, I call him Theo. Can I call him Theo? It's a lot easier to say Theo. But when you read that Acts chapter one, when you read it, you see that Luke took that he took his book of Luke to Theo, and he, because he, obviously Theo was someone he really respected. Someone, it might have been someone who had seen Luke through his education, been a benefactor to his degree, because we know that Luke was a doctor. And we know that Luke is given to detail. He's a detailed person. And so he had already given the life of Jesus to Theo to read. And so he took the book of Acts as well. He took this, a book and he wanted Theo to read it. This, it might have been a professor, I don't know. But it was important to Luke that Theo read the account because he says he wanted him to have the facts, the true facts. Because around Jesus, and, around, and he knew that around the birth of the church, there would be fiction. There would be fiction. And so he given his writings to Theo he just felt within himself that he would have the facts. Do you know there's a lot of fiction about the Holy Spirit, even in the church today? A lot of fiction. We need to get back to the facts of the day of Pentecost and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. There's facts. 
you know, we've allowed, even in our own lives, I look back over my walk with God and I thought, God, what part of my walk with the Holy Spirit has been fiction and not fact? And so we're going to have a look. What we, we know worldwide, there's a lot of um, fiction about the church. Apparently, today, the church is dead. That's the world's view of the church. It's irrelevant. It's on the decline. That's the, that's the view of the world. But I'm telling you, when God birthed his church on Acts in that time in Jerusalem, the biggest powerful movement was born that is still the biggest movement in the world today. We don't listen to the media. We don't listen. They want doom and gloom and the church is finished. Well, let me tell you, you do what I did and I have got some amazing um, statistics here. First of all, I want to tell you that there is an amazing move of God all over this world. You know, the Bible said all over the world, the spirit is moving all over the world as the waters cover the sea. Because we at this moment, but we've got some good news for you later on. You know, this is the third world. It's not the Western world, but God is doing something amazing now, even in the West. There's, there's a sound in the mulberry tree. There's a sound that God is going to start to do an amazing thing in our nation, in Europe, and in the West. Can I have an amen to that this morning? It's no small church. It's no, it's powerful church. Now listen, Asia, the population in Asia, Christian population in Asia, this is under the world, the world, WW, whatever, right? (laughs) It's under that, right? And it should have a heading up there. Because can you remember Uncle Vernon, Vernon, coming and Julian doing it and in, in the process of our going through the 50 days about the global church that we belong to. This com church, isn't it? You know, thank goodness. We belong to something amazing, big. Listen to this. Asia's Christian population of 350 million is in, in projected to grow to 460 million by 225. Come on, church. That is Asia. In Asia, but it's already 350 million, right? In Latin America, Brazil, the Philippines, Africa, Asia, Argentina, all over the world, God's spirit is moving, right? Um, I got, look here, Pentecostals and Charismatics, the spirit-filled life, you know, life in the spirit church, in 1970 was just 63 million people on the earth. Then, 2014, it became 631 million. The Pentecostal charismatic church who believed in the power of God, right? Now, it's projected that by 2025, the number of expected of spirit-filled Pentecostal believers on the earth will be 8 million. Oh, church, come on. This is the day of Pentecost. We are, God's moving all over the world. We're connecting. God is a power. We, we have power lines. We have the two railway lines as our vision. You know, because what life in the spirit means is that we all have to have a vision for our own lives and connect it to the bigger vision in the church. And so it's a powerful, powerful experience. We're moving in, in a big 
arena of what God is doing. But you see, God didn't birth an ineffective church. He, he, he birthed an effective church, a powerful church. But what God said to me, Helena, the problem is, the, in, the, you know, in the 20th century, we have given place to a complicated church. On that day, God never wanted a complicated church. You know, I've got another com. I thought, that's a com. An uncomplicated church. How have we come? When we joined the church that day on Pentecost Day, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They went out into Jerusalem where there was a festival, feasts and a festival. Thousands and thousands of people were there. And it says that the disciples spoke because the languages that they spoke in were understood by the different cultures that was there. And the thing that struck me, what were they all speaking that the people understood? It says they spoke about the amazing works of God. Right out there in their community, they were speaking about the amazing works of God. And then we know that Peter preached. Peter, who was weak and spineless and, you know, blew hot and cold, but he's preached, and 3,000 that day came to faith in the Lord Jesus. That's simple. That is simple. You go out, you speak about the amazing things of God. You become, we become a witness, every single one of us. And it says 3,000 responded. And then daily, people were added to the church. Do you know, I feel that we have complicated the gospel. We've complicated the Holy Spirit. We have to, when what happens when we do that, the church becomes frustrated. And we begin to invent things that we can go to and do and read till we think we're going to make the power of God operate because we don't see it like in the same way in the West as other nations are experiencing it. But you know, when we connect to what the purpose of the Holy Spirit is for, for that power that God gave us to become witnesses, come church, this is so important now for us. We're at a very strategic time in the history of this church. When we connect to what God is connected to, when we complement and not complicate, oh, I didn't do that very good, When we complement and not complicate, we will attach to the power of God. The supernatural will happen automatically. Do I get an amen to that this morning? (laughs) Having schools of this and schools of that, the school of the prophet, the school, we are, it's almost like sometimes it didn't say, I'll come and make you a prophet. He didn't say, I'll come and make you whatever. He says, I'll, I'll make you my disciple and you will go and be my witness. That is what the power of the Holy Spirit is for. That's what's moving all over the world. There's a move of God that is going to come sweeping over the nations that, but that are connected to the real reason that the Holy Spirit came. Where are you this morning? Where am I? What am I connected to? I want life in the Spirit. Life in the Spirit, this 50 days, has affected my life. It's caused me to look at where I am now, therein, until Jesus returns, right? We've done, why has God wanted us to do life 
in the Spirit because he wants Com Church not to be a complicated church. Those of you that are joining Com Church, you're joining the vision that Julian and Sarah put forth a few months ago because without a vision, we're not going to do anything. Without a vision, we will perish. We'll, we'll, we'll just be ineffective. But we need to know as a church that we are, connect, we are connected to the source of God's power as a church. And we're not complicated. Living life in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is simple. It's the power to be His witness. Where are we? Let's look at ourselves. I believe by this time next year, if we take life in the Spirit seriously, if we have done it seriously, then we know that there should, we are going to see more fruit in our lives. What's the fruit that's more important to us now than to see people coming out of darkness into glorious light, to see the harvest, the seeds that we have sown over many years begun to get come through and, and we're out there and we, we're witnessing in the worlds that we move in. But what are we witnessing? We've got to be admitting about the amazing works of God, not what a hard life it is, not repeating what the world is saying, but there was something magnetic about the church that drew. They found favour. They, it says the New Testament church, that in, they lived life in the spirit. They found favour. How many of us are finding favour with our neighbours? Do we find favour in the workplace? Do we find favour in the... Or are we seen as a thorn in the flesh? Are we seen as people that just not easy to get along with? This is where we are, life in the spirit. Life on those two tracks. Souls, souls, souls was the one track. The other track was we're going to give away into our community, into our town, into our nation, to give away, give away. It's going to be community-driven, city-driven, town-driven, because that's where God's heart is right now. Time is running out. It's a, a time to just check where we are these 50 days. I hope you've taken it seriously, because it's the vision of this church. It's the vision of this church. And you know, there's there's, there's been three waves of the move of the Holy Spirit since the 19th century. Three mega waves that have hit um, this world in the last, since the 19th century. Well, Dr. James Gull, who's a very, very well-known um, person who's in touch with what God is doing in these last days, he says, the fourth wave of the Holy Spirit has begun the move has great social impact in our world today. That is the, move, the next move of God. The power of God that's going to hit the nation, is going to hit the West. It's going to have a social impact. It's not going to be about these four walls. It's going to be done in a way that's never been done before. Church, we need to know, are we live? I want Com Church to be in that four that fourth wave that's, that's already begun. We were at a pastor's conference this week in Harrogate. And I tell you what, you could hear the sound in the air. Pastors connecting to the bigger picture, to the needs that are in our nation, to the needs that are in our community. How, as a, as a church, are we going to begin as Com Church to have that impact, that social, social impact? Do you know the church, those the New Testament church turned that, that, world, that known world upside down. 
It turned the world upside down. It changed everything. The church, the power-filled church, the church that lives life in the Spirit, the Christian that lives life in the Spirit has to bring change. Where are you changing? What are you changing? What environment are you in that you are changing? What am I changing? Well, this is it. This is life in the Spirit. This is what we're asking ourselves as a church, that we need to be brutally honest about this morning. That's what the 50 days has been all about. Where am I? Am I living life in the Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit? And it is in our witnessing if we are not work, if we are not doing that, we can do all the things, the hijinks, the wonderful singing, the chandeliers. We can be jumping up on the seats. The devil loves it. What he doesn't want is for the church in the West, the church in Dunstable and in South Bedfordshire to start rising up in the power and become his witness. I dare, I dare to challenge us this morning, church, and anyone that are visiting us. I'm going to challenge. And we write the date down. Can you just write this Pentecost day down? And I'm going to, I felt, Lord, you know, you don't want to just, because we've got to be real as a church. If we genuinely mean we want to live life in the spirit, I'm believing that every single one of us, by this time next year, will have reached and people will be here, at least one person will be saved through us. Look, look at how many people would be in this church. One of us will win. Some of us can even eat, win more people. But we are going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be the Lord's witness. And we're going to say, Lord, I'm committing to say I want to bring at least one person to you before the next Pentecost. And you're going to find a plan. What's your plan? What's the strategic thing do you plan? And I plan every week, every day when we get up. Is that being a witness on our mind? That is the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll be there. We will do amazing things. We won't need people say, look, I'm a disciple. You follow me. Follow me because I'm a discipler. I love the house of God. I love the reading of God's word. I love to pray. I love to fellowship. I love to be a witness. Let me tell you, when we disciple these people, they'll follow our example and become true followers of Jesus. And I have an amen this morning in the house. Many, uh, when we bought this building, Maurice Sorello, we were very, very honored. Dr. Maurice Sorello met Doug, came here, and Doug, my husband, for those of you that are not here this morning, that don't know this morning, he stood, this place was derelict, absolutely derelict. God, you see, God never gave us this place to just be a congregation. He gave us this place so that many souls will come to Jesus. And Maurice Sorello stood in the middle and he said to, to my husband, Doug, he said, Doug, all around these walls, and they didn't look like this, let me tell you, all around these walls, I see souls, 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 souls. Church, listen to, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying this morning. And then a few weeks ago, in this 50 days that we've been in, we've been praying, and, that, and the Lord showed the leadership. The Lord put into our hearts Nebuchadnezzar, and I was thinking, why, Nebuch why Nebuchadnezzar? Because, you know, 
the wall is, that's what comes to me, Lord, with the wall. Is, and that was negative. I mean, th- what was written on the wall, the finger of God wrote, behold, your today your soul is wanted, you know. And he was saying, curtains for you, Nebuchadnezzar. But the Lord said, on the walls of Com Church, life in the spirit is written and it's all souls, souls, souls. All these comms, church, is the evidence of each one of us and as a corporate church, living our life in the Holy Spirit. Let that sink in this morning. God was saying, look at the walls. Look at the walls. You know, compassion, the commission, companionship, communion, you know, all along there. This is, look at them. Don't this is the, every time we walk in, God is going to say, is this evidence in your life? If then this isn't being evident in your life, you're not living life in my spirit. That's why this is all around. I think this life in the spirit is going to transform, has transformed this church. These have all come alive. When people come in, when we bring our people in, they need to see that this is truly the church. This is truly the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, the day of Pentecost in our life. Can I encourage you this morning, church, if you've never received that power, you know, the Lord said we started off, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. He'll quicken your mortal body. On the day of Pentecost, he released that power in his church. But each one of us have a responsibility to connect to that power through the experience of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But it wasn't, it wasn't just to have a good time and to feel tingling up and down our spine. It was so that we'd become a witness. And if we say that we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we're full of the Holy Spirit, well, then we need to see fruit from our lives. We need to see, we need to have a compassion now. You see, Jesus will only bless what's on his heart. And his heart is souls. And when we connect to what he connects, I tell you what, the supernatural, the healings, the deliverance, all these things will just start to happen. He says, because signs follow the preaching of my word. Now, we're not preachers, not all of us. God's not talking about the preaching from the platform. That's part of it. But the way we live our lives, what we say, what we do, you know, we are preaching constantly. You know, are we, what is, what is it that we're preaching? Signs will follow. God says when we do what he says and is on his heart is his This is time for the church in the West to arise and again be a witness, a witness to the saving grace, the amazing work that God has done in our lives. Let's just, I want you to just stand where you are right now. Perhaps the the worship leaders will come by. Can you catch that word this morning, church? Power. You shall receive power. If you haven't got any power in your lives, then I suggest that you connect you connect to the power source. You connect to God this morning. You connect to the Holy Spirit this morning. And you say, Lord, I want to become your witness. I want to be a winner. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. But soul winning seems to have dropped down. It's all super spirituality in so many areas of the church. We can relate with the prophet. We can relate with um, people with words of knowledge and wisdom. It's all 
spiritual, but I tell you what, Jesus was very practical. He was very practical. And so he says, look, be my witness. Now, if we are going to connect life in the spirit to the vision of the tracks, to the power lines, witnessing for Jesus has to be our priority now, church. And I think it would be nice, you know, thinking like, look where we're walking, look where we walk, look at the people that we have in our lives. Who do you want to believe for this year in your life? Let's make a commitment to the Lord that we're not just finished with the the 50 days and we're going to go back. We're going to let this be a defining moment in Com Church's walk in our own personal walk with God, that our biggest priority is not having little words of knowledge and things for each other in here. Of course, that's good. It builds us up to be witnesses. But when it's introspect, when it's all about me, 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 I need a word. Well, God's going to give you a word. Com Church is going to be uncomplicated and we're about souls and giving. Can I have an amen in the house this morning? There's nothing complicated about And can I say, those of you that want to be a part of the vision, don't, you know, people who are coming in, don't come into Com Church with complications. Come in to compliment. There's one vision. God has given us a clear that the least shall become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. In its time, I will do it swiftly, says the Lord. This church, you know, don't come in teaching your grandmother to suck eggs because we're an established church. We know what we're about. We know what we've been called to do. Come in and compliment. Make sure that whatever you're doing is on one or two those tracks and we can explode. I'm going, to pr- I'm going to pray an explosion over Com Church right now. I'm going to pray, you know, if, if you want to be in on this, if you're serious about the vision, you're serious about life in the Spirit, God's not brought you here just to make good friends in the church. He's brought you here to be effective in Dunstable, South Bedfordshire. Amazing things happening all over the world. I want to be on the front line. This fourth move has already begun in this nation. We had evidence of that last week. People see already things have started to happen in our country. Now, let's say Com Church is there on the front line. Who's going to say amen? Put your hands up this morning. Frontline connected. I will give you power. Power to become my witness. To me, I don't see power anywhere else. It's connected to the effective church. I believe that we can help spearhead a mighty move of God in souls. Not so much in the old type revival where everybody just had a good time and before long it had filtered all out to affect our nation. Do you know, even in Australia, I've been reading the things that have been happening in America. Not in the, you don't look at Los Angeles and California. You just look at Virginia. I was just looking at all, I'm really good, you know, because I've got no sense of direction. But Google, I found Google. I found Google, so I'm all right. But the thing is, look, get onto Google. Australia's experiencing a, might, a mighty, um, outpouring of the Holy Spirit in evangelism. The church Hillsong is on. Do you know Hillsong? We only think of Hillsong. There's loads in Australia, massive bodies like Hillsong. 
out there, you know, and they're in this country. And let me tell you, I'm excited. The church is not in decline. The church is not irrelevant. There is a dead church. There's no difference. People used to be able to find three types of churches. A dead one, if they didn't want to know. And then a lukewarm one, where there was no challenge. And then the Pentecostal charismatic one. Let me tell you, there is no middle one now. There is no lukewarm, there is no middle one. You either connect to death or you connect to life in the church today. Hallelujah. Come on, church. But it's our responsibility. We can, we can clap this morning, but it's witnessing for Jesus until he comes back now. He's coming back, church. He's coming back. And we need to have evidence in our lives that we truly walk in the Spirit. That 50 days. I think I want to thank Sarah and all those that helped Sarah with those um, scriptures that we were given. Amazing. Amazing. It's a defining moment. This 50 days is a defining moment in this church. It's going to be amazing. Let's commit that by next year, we will do all that we can to make sure that there is at least one person in this church that we have won for Jesus. But I tell you, when the ones come, the tens come, the twenties come, the thirties come, they're going to come running in to the kingdom. Let's let, just, just say, Lord, use me. You know, we sang... Show your power, O oh Lord. Show, and you know, I felt in my spirit, God was saying, you show my power. My church is full of my power. You show my power. You look, we're going, Lord, show your power. And God is saying, you show, you show my power. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to contact us, please visit www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.